Good afternoon, everyone. This is Dr. Megan LeBon with Health Organizers, working with you to tidy up your health naturally. Well, you guys know that I am a digestion specialist. I do specialize in gastroenterology and in diabetes. And so I thought I would give you some examples of some of the cases that I've worked with of patients and their health situation. You can decide if this is you or not. Okay, so the first one, her name was Melania. She was a nine-year-old, and she came to me because she could no longer eat tomatoes or grapefruit or anything like that, you know? So, I think when she would eat those foods, she'd get like burpy or gassy, her stomach would hurt. Actually, her mother told me that they would go to the ER like every every week, like once a week for like a month. They were actually at her in the ER, and, you know, sometimes she'd have symptoms like besides burping, like chest pain and stuff like that. And so really, they were just at their wit's end. I mean, the mother had just lost her own sister, and then her daughter, who was, I think, nine at the time, was going to the hospital every week. So when they came to see me, you know, you can imagine the state that they were in. Well, after listening to their symptoms, I kind of got the idea that um, she might be low in stomach acid. Because typically, when someone is low in stomach acid, you will you can get real burpy, bloaty, or maybe your food will just sit there in your stomach like a stone. Like you don't feel like it digested. Maybe you're still burping it up the next morning, you know? So those are the kind of symptoms someone with low stomach acid will have. And actually, it's not uncommon for brown people to have low stomach acid or even latinos you know very common so because i guess that that was probably what was going on i gave her i gave her some bitter herbs to help stimulate her own digestion you know we could give her stomach acid which is called betaine but you know i didn't want to do that i really just wanted to stimulate her own stomach to produce the acid again as it should okay normally i did not want her to keep taking stomach acid and have to take that like the rest of her life you know like they do with conventional medications once you're on it they barely nobody will ever wean you off anything honestly and so that's what i did and so actually i don't remember it might have been a month or two another treatment i told her to do was the castor oil pack because I love castor oil because I've talked about it before remember it is an analgesic so when you put it on an area that's in pain it will take the pain away okay it's also a circulatory stimulant so if that area is not having you know circulation it'll increase the blood flow there so I also suggested for her mom to do the castor oil pack nightly you know when she's in bed that's funny because the first time you know of course you do have to put oil on a washcloth so that's basically and you know melania was like i don't want to wear this oily rag to bed you know but then she did it right but then the next day because she'd seen it work so well she actually asked her mom to do it for her she's like mom will you do my castor oil pack and so her mom was really surprised that she asked her to do it which shows just the efficacy of it because you know adults you guys may lie to us as physicians and tell us that something is better because you like us or you don't want to hurt our feelings but children do not lie <laughs> so she knew it would work and actually I know it's a great treatment. Lots of people have told me how great it is. Okay, so that's Melania. She had low stomach acid, and that's just one of the ways that I worked with her. Now, another patient that I worked with was Miss Yvonne. Now, Miss Yvonne had diabetes, and she was also a little overweight, and she actually had no energy at all. She told me that when she called me, 
she had gone from being a vibrant, normal, you know, 50 or so year old lady to being like in bed, just bedridden every single day. No energy to get out of bed. And she really just thought her life was over. So she called me. And the first thing we had to do with Miss Yvonne was really to work on her nutrition. Because obviously with diabetes, you know, your blood sugar is way out of control. So I put her on a low-carb diet. Um, but I had her emphasize eating higher protein and higher fat since protein will break down to blood sugar but very slowly whereas things like carbohydrates like bread rice pasta cereal you know stuff like that all of that is already sugar so it's like you eating sugar and it's just going to be more sugar in your body if you have diabetes so um she did that um she was very excited because i think within a month she ended up losing 10 pounds you know just from the way she was eating and then obviously um so and then she started feeling dizzy you know, like she'd get up stand up and be dizzy and so i told her you need to go back to your a physician because he needs to adjust your hypertension medication i don't think i told you yeah she already had high blood pressure too so it's true when she went back what she was having was like an orthostatic hypertension when you stand up you know your blood pressure changes so that you feel dizzy or lightheaded so when she went there her doctor had to cut her um blood pressure medication by half because her blood pressure had already gone down so much so of course she was really excited about that okay and then on top of that like i said I think I mentioned she had lost some weight, but yeah, she was like, wow, I haven't been this size since I was like 20 years old. And then she was like 50, you know, she lost like 10, 15, 20 pounds. Okay. And the last thing was that, like I said, I do believe that the body can heal itself. So we were trying to work on her diabetes. So like I said, what the point of doing, you know, like a low carb diet is this to give your body a break from all that blood sugar and let the pancreas catch back up if it can, if it's not too late. And so with her, her first blood sugar, I think was like, her hemoglobin A1C was like, I think 6.1, 6.2, something like that, right? And normal should be less, 5.5 or less. So she was at 6.2. Well, then after we worked together for three months, I told her, hey, go back to your doctor now and redo your hemoglobin A1C because, you know, that's what it does. That test shows you what your blood sugar has been for the last three months so you can see what it's been and you know what it was when she went back it had gone from like 6.2 all the way down to like 5.5 which is like exactly on the edge for her to be a non-diabetic and so of course the doctor was like what did you do you know and it's just that you know like i said the body has an amazing ability to restore health and after that she got back her i went i gave them a naturopathic house party her and some of her friends that they're also my patients and anyway I'm her husband came to the party because he wanted to meet me and it was so sweet because he just hugged me and hugged me like three times because he said you know he saw his wife just going downhill and she had never stuck with any program before and mine was a program she decided to stick with and he thought that I was very supportive of her and so that was nice I really like her story too um my last story is also a, a, a digestion problem but you guys probably won't think of it that way because it's not actually a digestive symptoms issue but it is a digestive problem the last patient i was going to tell you about his name is leon now he's kind of like a 60 maybe 70 year old man and what he came to me actually with was stage four metastasized prostate cancer now again if you remember how cancer is even formed it's formed because um people's immune system well the first thing is that 
on the level of your genes, okay? Your genes know what cells and what organs or what are parts to become. But if those genes become faulty, they can allow cancer to form, okay? But now, even if your genes are faulty, then the universe has given us a second backup system, which is your immune system. So let's say your genes are faulty. Oh, man, I'm going to get cancer. Okay, well, then your immune system, though, is always riding around just like the police on patrol. They're all over the place. They're like... um riding around and looking for who's me and who's not me and cancer cells do not look like me so the body will see oh that's an invader that's a foreigner let me attack it so they will attack it they will you know neutralize it and then they will kill it okay so that's what they do but if you have a problem with your immune system then that system fails too so then not only you messed up with your genes you messed up with your immune system so yeah now if you have the type of body that typically causes cancer then you're definitely going to get it and so so that's what he had leon had stage four metastasized prostate cancer so when i looked at his dexa scan a dexa scan is a scan that looks at your whole body like your bones so it's kind of like a whole body x-ray okay but look at your bones remember when you're looking at bones on an x-ray they should just be pure white but if you see any black or any gray or anything else that means it's not that so for example in like tissue over your um like your chest tissue or your skin, those should not be white, right? Those should be gray or black. Okay, but now he actually had black spots in his bones. Like you would be looking at his bone, like his right arm is femur. Not sorry, not the femur, his humors. You're looking at the humors and you are seeing a white bone, but then there's black spots. And you know what those black spots were? And they were the cancer. So he had cancer everywhere from that DEXA scan. I mean, they were in his neck, in his thorax, which is his chest, in his leg bones, in his back. I mean, they were everywhere. Okay, so what did I do with him? Okay, my, my main thing was we had to stop doing what was hurting him, which is eating poorly, not drinking enough water, all that. Okay, we had to change all that, okay? But the main thing I did with his diet was to eliminate carbohydrates. Now, I did say eliminate. I didn't mean minimize. They were almost all the way gone, except maybe he could eat a few green vegetables like mustard greens and then maybe something like broccoli. But otherwise, I did not let him eat carbohydrates. Why? Because carbohydrates are sugar, and sugar feeds cancer cells. So that's like you, you know, if there's a guy like a burglar trying to break into your house and he broke in, right? He's in your house and you say to him, instead of calling the police or trying to beat him up, you say to him, oh, you want to sit down to dinner? And you know, that's crazy. Well, that's just, you would never do that. Well, that's the same thing you do if you have cancer and you're feeding yourself carbohydrates. So again, what are carbohydrates? Bread, rice, cereal, pasta, vegetables, fruit, all that. So yes, I eliminated all that, especially fruit, mainly all those things. And he had a few little green vegetables. Otherwise, I had him increase on protein and fat because I'd want to starve those cells. Just the same way, if you had a burglar in your house and you ended up throwing him in the basement some kind of way and then you starved him for like four days, you could easily beat him up after that. You probably wouldn't even have to call the police. You could just handle it yourself and kick him out of your house. Well, that's what I'm saying with this. So first we did that taking the carbs away second i gave him a formula with a lot of neoplastic herbs which is or sorry anti-neoplastic which neoplastic means cancer in medicine so a lot it made him my own tea like told him which herbs to buy of course of anti-neoplastic herbs and so then he did that i had him doing home therapies like hydrotherapy casserole pack enemas fever bath why a fever bath because a fever bath creates a, or simulates a fake fever. And why do we want to do that? Well, because a fake fever 
will then raise the alarm in the body that something is wrong. It's just like a house alarm. Once your house alarm goes off, you're thinking, okay, either the box is faulty or somebody's really breaking in. So it will wake you up and you will go and try to find what the problem is, okay? Well, that's the same thing a fever does for the body, which is why we never try to give antipyretics or anti-fever medication to people that have a fever because we know that's what the body should do if there's a bacteria or virus or something infecting it. In this case, you will also get a fever when you have cancer. So we will we did a fever bath and I think I even had him doing a sitz bath, which is again just using water but with herbs that are specific to the prostate. So it's not a whole bath, but he sat in like a little tub just with that water, okay? So he did all those plus I had him on a lot of supplements, fish oils, probiotics, multivitamins, all that, right? Okay. So he came to me in like January of uh when was that? I think it was um 2013. Yeah, he came to me in January 2013. And by May, of course, we're following up with him every month. How's he doing? By May, I asked him, hey, are you still getting up at night to urinate? You know, because you'll do that. That was actually the first symptom he came in with. He could no longer pee. And that's because in a man's body, the anatomy is such that when their prostate is enlarged because it's in such proximity and actually wraps around their urethra it's like it squeezes off your pee tube that's what the urethra is and then obviously the prostate is getting big because it's all full of cancer and so it's squeezing so he couldn't pee and then when they were like well why can't he pee that's what it was prostate cancer anyway so in may when i asked him remember it's like three months later now may or four months whatever i said hey leon are you still getting up at night to pee and he told me no so I said, oh, okay. So then he decided he was not originally here from Georgia. He was from Washington State, but his brother lived in Georgia, and I actually did know him. I knew him growing up. And so anyway, he went back to Washington State to his doctor, you know, just to have a checkup. So he goes there, and he's sitting in the patient room in the doctor's office, and he hears all this crazy commotion over there, like it's loud, and everyone's yelling and all crazy. And he's like, what is going on, you know? And then all of a sudden, like this doctor and like two nurses burst into the room, and they're like, Leon, your cancer, it's gone. And he couldn't really believe that the cancer was gone. And so they said, yeah, your cancer is gone. What did you do? What did you do? And so Leon said, well, you know, I was just doing juicing and, well, not a lot of juicing because that's fruit and veggies, but, you know, and I didn't eat carbs and I was doing hydrotherapy and the xenema and all this, you know, stuff. And so the doctors were so impressed that they were like, man, can we go and see Dr. Megan if I get cancer? And uh, so he actually called me and get, left the message and let me know what had happened. And I was really excited for him. So this might be the last recording that I do for a while, but I really want to instill that you guys that you can get well. You don't have to stay sick forever, but you do have to invest in your health the same way you're going to buy a nice house or buy a nice trip to Europe or all this. You've got to invest in your health. What you are paying in insurance, that's not health care. That's sick care. To get healthy, you actually have to pay for it naturopathic doctors or even functional medicine doctors, acupuncturists, massage therapists, all those people can point you in the right place. But if you need a doctor, then naturopathic doctor. But anyway, it's been nice talking to y'all. I hope you like this. Take care. Dr. Megan. Goodbye.